0: Okay. <laughs> Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab
1: a race in three. We've got on the inside, Striking Princess, New Alliance in the middle, the Mossini, sweeps up three wide. Behind them is Trump Me, Coins Road, and a long way back there to the Carpenter, into the straight, Del Toro got a, a, a magic run on the inside, goes to the lead, Mossini in the center, right down the outside is Trump Me, but Del Toro, Del Toro snuck through on the inside, has won the Texas Cup from Trump Me, what a finish. Third home,
2: Moss City. Started about $2.50, Del Toro in the Texas Cup on the weekend. Probably many of you are saying, oh, where is Texas? Rob Luck's about to tell us. And there was a very special milestone there on the weekend at an earlier race with a young lady who only started training in recent times, only had a first runner just recently. We're going to talk about that. A lot of ground to cover as usual on Bushbeat. How are you, Rob? Yeah, good morning, Steve.
3: Good morning, uh, listeners. And uh, lovely to hear the call from uh, Greg uh, K. Schell uh, calling there at Texas on the weekend, Steve. We'll uh, have a close look at that in a moment. Yes, you're right. Across the weekend, there there were plenty of doubles at the various meetings that we're going to cover this morning. A first for a trainer at Texas. There was also uh, an inaugural riding day for a young lady at Bundaberg that we'll be uh, focusing on this morning as well as the doubles that uh, Tyler Leslight and Shania Willis produced there and at Roma, Landon Sykes and Scott Rogers having notable doubles and you couldn't miss the Ryan Wiggins performance on the provincial circuit. But going back to Del Toro, um, Steve, uh, Rob Pickings, a co-owner of this horse, he has a great team with Matt Crop, the Matt Crop Stable, and this horse had come off a fourth on Roma Cup Day and uh, it was an ex-Chris Lee's horse. But it's a strong little feel because Mossini had run fourth in that stampede the previous Saturday at Duman. So it went down by a length behind Del Doro, um, maybe one to watch, the winner of the Jeff Hannaford Texas Cup, the Open Handicap. But look at the name with the double there, Steve, Kenji Yoshida's. Kenji's been around for quite a while now. But his first winner was so impressive for a young trainer called Caitlin Johnson. It was her second runner as a trainer. She's a singer that had run previously third at Ipswich, so she's got the one horse, it appears. This Whittington four year old mare made Caitlin's day with a strong win over katuli Red and Leica Special and Benchmark 60. And I think. It's, Steve, it's always a case, isn't it? These first winners are the ones that are going to be remembered and the photos are going to be on the
2: mantelpiece. Mm, absolutely. The stats are pretty good. She's had two runners, same horse, ran third on debut and a win. So that's a pretty good striker, isn't it? Uh, she's a singer debuting at Ipswich, of course, at the end of November.
3: Yeah, and uh, I'm sure we're going to hear more of uh, Caitlin Johnson and uh, good on Kenji Yoshida because he booted home the second leg of his double. It was a race-to-race double when Dido's lad for Bo Gorman, the daunting lad, one of the two winners for daunting lad on the weekend, took the maiden plate. But Del Toro was the feature winner there on the weekend and the other two uh, winners... Involved the cutest money going off with Hero's Trinket for Mark Curra, Curry and Soraya Champkin. The heroic valor took the cutest money over the other cutest runners in Double Doer and uh, Hillbilly Flyer, and the meeting wrapped up on the day with Lyric Lass for Joshua Morrow and uh, Emily Lang over Destiny's Son and Promiscuous, uh, taking out the final event on the program. So. That wrapped up one of the latter Cup races of the year, Steve. Ever since about June in the country circuit, the Cup meetings have been flowing over. But uh, Texas has always held this date in the September period. And um, another great Cup meeting. And Del Toro, look, this is a horse. Only the two starts so far for the stable. That's two country uh, runs now. Don't be surprised you see a horse like that making a path towards a battle of the bush.
2: Rob, Texas, can you let our listeners know exactly where it is?
3: Uh, Well, I I always refer to the trusty map in the back of the race magazine, but basically, Texas, you are looking at uh, the border with um, Queensland and New South Wales, not far from uh, Gundawindi, but a little bit further south-east, I suppose, in Gundawindi, Texas. It's right on the border, and uh, it's part of the Eastern Downs Racing Group. So um, once I think it's a once-a-year meeting, Texas, but uh, always has a good turnout. And the interesting thing on the social media, Steve, before the start of the Cup, there was about... A paddock of about 60 cows all lined up on the fence just observing the horses going into the barrier. Now, it's quite an effective photo that you see often on social media. They all observed it and then as they started, they all wandered off into their paddock and said, Well, we've seen enough of the horses. So, one of those things you see on a country racetrack. Now, Steve. The other feature on the weekend involves a young jockey and it came at Roma and a young jockey that's making a name for themselves because in 25, well 25 rides as of the end of Sunday when I did my research, but seven winners already for a young man called Landon Sykes and uh, Landon will be with us shortly, but firstly uh, he had a great win on Waitakere uh, from the Roma meeting on Saturday. And, in fact, it's a meeting-to-meeting double for Landon on Waitakere that took out the benchmark 60 handicap over
2: 16.40. It is to go, and Waitakere gets up on the outside of Camarosa and sprints to the lead. Running on there for his fine leave and a good gap back to Hidden Hills, and it's all OK. But Waitakere, as he did on Roma Cup, away by Lave not going away White Tackeray in front for Landon Stakes he sneaks a cheeky peep over the shoulder and uh, White Tackeray wins Special mention to that voice as well that called that particular race. Tony Clements, of course, made us aware. 50 years behind the binoculars. So the voice of Roman not only calls, races he's involved with clubs and as often those country race callers like yourself even, Rob, do all sorts of things. But Peter Flynn, what a milestone for him. But Landon is with us now.
3: Yeah, good morning to you, Landon. And as I said, it's a meeting-to-meeting double on this horse. I'm sure he's moved into one of your favourite categories. Take us through the ride on Waitakere for John Thomas, your master, on Saturday.
4: Um, Yeah, um, I wasn't expecting him to jump so far, but he jumped, and I just kept him up handy on the fence, went around... Um, the inside was pretty heavy, so we're going around the corner. We hit the straight, and I moved out a bit, a bit more harder ground than inside, and then just let him go.
3: And yeah, compared went, to the previous meeting, I think this is a horse. He came from a fair way back in the field that day on Roma Cup Day?
4: Yeah, from a wide barrier too.
3: Um and it is one of those tracks, Roma, of course, where margins can accentuate performances. But I've got a feeling why Tackery is developing a real love for this circuit uh, for John Thomas, your master. Is it a long-range plan? Do you know if uh, John is, is maybe looking towards the Roma Cup on, on next year for him?
4: Yeah, he is, actually.
3: Yeah, two from two now at the track um, with that win there and uh, beating some horses that have uh, performed well in the past like Falave that ran into second place. But that wasn't the, uh, the first win of the day for you. Of course, uh, it came with Scott Rogers, who also had a double on the day. Scott had uh, Expect a Hero with Sophie Wilcock and then produced a race-to-race double. When you rode a horse I know quite well, Ferrisphere. It's been running out our way. Uh, Barkald and Blackall and Windy placings its last three. Just take us through that winning ride because it was a lot closer. Only three-quarters of a length over Carrara Lad and Underpass. so it was a much closer performance. Take us through the ride on that one.
4: Yeah, we jumped wide. We jumped kind of with them. Um, we stayed out of the kickback, so we weren't close to the fence to get out, away from kickback. Went around. It's travelling nice. Um, started gaining speed about just after the 600. Started speeding them up a bit. Um, got onto the straight and just started started moving
3: up and off he went. Yeah, he held on well over Carrara Lane. Yeah, Interestingly first run at the track for Ferris Fear, even though he's trained on the track, his first run at Roma and he wasn't the only one on the day having its first run at the track because earlier Ra- Ra- uh, Raspberry Bullets for Benny Waldron and Brooke Richardson, the same performance, the first run at the track and also expect a hero um, for Scott Rogers, whereas Menindee, that won the next race there, is two from three at the track, and he's another one that's come off a stampede performance. But back to you, um, Landon, 25 rides at the end of the weekend, seven winners. The performance is outstanding. Tell us the background a little bit uh, about your uh, entry into racing, how it came about, and uh, your association with John Thomas. Yep,
4: um... Before I started getting into racing, I used to camp drafting and mustering. And I got offered a job up breaking in at Sunshine Coast. Yep. Um, with John Robbins up there. And he sent me to um Nat McCall from Cloundra after working with the breakers for a bit. And um started on their track work for a bit and started to think about being a jockey, and um, I went. then I went to Melissa Taylor Racing, um, they, they um, taught me a lot there, same with Nat McCall and everyone up there. Um, from there I went to Toowoomba, a bit closer to home, to um, John Thomas, Bro Racing,
2: and um, Just went on from there. Landon, are you a natural light weight? Ha- lightweight, and how old are you? 18. And you rode. You didn't ride a winner your first meeting, but your second meeting, you kicked a few goals, didn't you? It was at Mount Perry, and that was only a few weeks ago, or mid November.
4: Yeah, rode a double there.
3: Yes, yeah, Steve, a double at Mount Perry, a double at Nanango uh, in the beginning of December. Sorry, it might have been... Yeah, a double at Nanango. Uh, but also, Landon, it seems you've pretty quickly moved to some of the provincial meetings. I'm not sure if that Warwick meeting um, that you rode at first up was a provincial one, but you've already ridden at Kilcoy uh, as a provincial meeting. Uh, trainers looking to you as being um, pretty... wanting to snap up your services pretty quickly. They can see a natural talent there uh, occurring? yeah so yeah whereas some jockeys they have to really take their time through the country circuit you're obviously willing to get out to places like roma etc uh but your services are, are being sought out for the provincials um you're off to kilkoi today how many rides have you got there four
2: and what about star of gato in the first um is is high in the or well, certainly highly regarded in the tab market, about a three sixty chance. Tell us what you think. What happened to this horse last start? Um
4: she um I can't
2: really remember. Yeah, she went around at Ipswich last start with Sam Collett, but um obviously he looks well placed today. Yeah. A
4: little bit easier, to kill Corey for her. Um She's been galloping good, and this um, distance will suit her
3: good today. What claim do you have for the Kilcoy meeting, Landon? Uh, Three. So three kilos still on the, um, well, four down to three. What's the magic number for the apprentices now uh, moving from three to two? Is it 20?
4: Uh, Yeah, yeah, Of 15.
3: 15. And and you're currently uh, sitting on seven. What about this weekend coming up? Um, Have you got rides already booked somewhere?
4: Yeah,
3: I'm going to Esk. Esk this weekend. And being an apprentice, uh, John Thomas, your master, um, how do the bookings occur? I'm always intrigued. Some jockeys, they ring direct. How do they get hold of you, trainers or owners? Uh, to put you on their horse. Do they go through John or do they go through yourself?
4: Um, they mostly ring John. Um, I get some calls, but I just tell them to ring John so it doesn't all get mixed up and stuff.
3: Yeah, one, one line of communication always uh, handy. You mentioned mustering before. Um, how, did, how did that help your riding career, like that, that style of riding or that style of work? Did that make it a bit more of a natural affinity with a racehorse when you jumped on?
4: Yeah, you have to have pretty good balance. Balance is pretty good. You have to have pretty good balance for riding, track work, and stuff. So, yeah, would have helped me my
3: balance. I I imagine with mustering, sometimes your balance is uh, tested, going diving in in between trees and chasing
2: cattle. Yeah. You come off a few times?
4: Um, sometimes.
2: <laughs> I, I bet. Any nasty injuries along the way?
4: Um, I've only broken my wrist.
2: Okay. Well, good luck this afternoon. That's a solid book of rides there. And hopefully, as I said, this horse is in the market in the first Kill Coy. And that's not that far away, about two hours. So good luck today. All right. Thank you very much. There is Landon Sykes. Uh, obviously, just as you said, just a, a terrific young horseman who's uh, taking some big strides at the moment, Rob.
3: Yeah, definitely, Stephen. It's so good to see the young apprentice uh, names that are coming through. And, you you know, you look at the race magazine each month and you, and you see those going through the trials and the country and provincial. We're building a, a good group of young apprentices. And, um, of course, Bundaberg, which we're going to hear with Jared Wessels in a moment, uh, Bundaberg featured... A day uh, to be remembered for young Sophie Blunt, even though no winner there. Another new apprentice coming on, uh, where unfortunately she didn't get the winner, but she did have a good second in the race won by Fizone. For Shania Willis at the Bundaberg Track on Saturday, as we hear Jared Wessels call them home
1: towards the end run, the cutter Master Richard can't go at all. It's 15 lengths off the leader up to the home turn, 350 left to go, and it's for Zone in front, it caught it with a good margin, about three clear to uh, in second spot there on the outside, Carboz and then Rashid followed by Scruff and Stuff and Thorben right down the outside in front of Zone though gave a good kick, 125 to go from Scruff and Stuff, and in front is for Zone going strongly in the lead, and Vizone takes the money. We'll beat home Thorben, Scruff and stuff, Rashida.
2: Yeah, Vizone was a 280 chance. Thorben, 750 for Sophie Blunt. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to the following race, Rob, in, in a moment. Uh, two war horses going head-to-head, yeah. uh, but Jared Wessel's with us now.
3: Yeah, good morning to you, Jared. Welcome back to Bushfeet. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And interestingly, that particular win, Jared, when we look at it, this was a case like Roma. There were multiple horses on the day and first in fact, four out of the five winners having their first round of the track. But Vizone, the week before or the start before it gimpy back on the sand track there, it was about a twenty one dollar shot. Uh, came up short on the weekend and it just likes to lead and uh, run them into the ground. But it's obviously enjoying those sand tracks, Jared.
1: Yeah, certainly is. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Steve, and good morning, everyone. Yeah, sometimes these horses, they just seem to find that form when they get on the sand tracks. They're out rolling, as you mentioned, in front, and they uh, they just get in a, a winning uh, vein of form, and uh, that's clearly the case for the zone, out in front running again, and, and too good for them for Shania Willis, uh, who uh, recorded a double on Saturday. So, look, off those last two wins, I know he's won three from 22, but I think there might be some more victories in store for him if he can keep doing that, getting out in front, doing his own thing, and I certainly, uh, I think at Bundaberg, he, he looked very suited there on Saturday at
3: the 12-12. Yeah, the runner-up um, Thorben with young Sophie Blunt on board, a new apprentice. Day two of riding after two rides at Thangool. What did you find out about uh, Sophie, who's apprentice to Tony Hayden? I believe she she had a, a a couple of placings on the day, but it would have been an exciting day for her.
1: Certainly so. Uh, she went close a couple of times. Yeah, a couple of placings, as you mentioned. Second, Thorburn and, uh, of course, the third in the last as well with My Certain, who ran a pretty good race in Empire Club for Daryl Gardner a little bit earlier on. So, yeah, Sophie's starting to fit into the riding ranks, and I'm sure uh, the first victory's not too far away. She looked to have a good seat on a horse on Saturday. So I think with that four-kilo claim, she's going to be in the winner's circle uh, before too long and, and probably a fair bit down the, uh, the track of the next few months.
3: Yeah, whereas another apprentice, Tyler Leslight, who's been riding uh, regularly in the Central West out here for Billy Johnson, his master, of course, uh, they had a good win in the first, um, only Emma, and, of course, Tyler had a a win in a race-to-race double with Cash Artist. Just take us through those runs because there was one uh, race where we're going to comment, and I know Steve uh, wants to hear about Fab's Cowboy, where they ran a second and a close second at that in the open plate.
1: Yeah, Rose, certainly looking forward to having a chat about that race a little bit later. And only, Ember in the first, probably similar to uh, the Zone, was a winner at Gympie last start by a big space, about four and a half lengths over the 8.50, and took plenty of confidence uh, through that uh, came to this race on Saturday. And- He uh, was able to do something that uh, not many horses can do to find the Daryl Garner Army at Bundaberg. Daryl had the three horses, uh, three of the six runners, and it's not often you see him with a team like that in a race and and him not come away with the the lion's share of the prize. Uh, He had Ruddo finish second, Balut third, and oh, so rewarding. I think he's a talented horse. Uh, certainly keep an eye on him. Uh, he's first up from Victoria and didn't have a lot go right with the fifty nine and a half on Saturday. So also rewarding. He's probably one two uh, to keep an eye out for. But yeah, only ever over the short courses. She's racing uh, pretty well at the moment. Two wins on the bounce and two pretty uh, sort of assertive victories. I'd probably call them. And and it was much too good taking out that or able to hold on and take out that first race. Cash artist. Uh, was able to get the cast for Tyler in race two and, and Lee Wanless taking out the uh, the maiden plate and uh, was, was very, very strong uh, getting to the outside part of the track, scoring it. Good odds, $11, I think, and defied. There was a big betting push for, for Spirit of Zazu. It was first up for, for Daryl Gardner. So Cash Artist uh, breaks the maiden in good fashion and at only start four as well. So uh, another who had his first start on the sand tracks, he seemed to have a good liking for them, winning in pretty good time as well, 103.86 for the 1,090. So I think Cash Artist will certainly be winning a few more in the uh, the upcoming weeks and months ahead.
3: And it might have only been a three-horse field, but the Han Super Dry Open Plate would have held a lot of interest because uh, King Claus, King Clowes, I'm not sure of the pronunciation, uh, up against Fab's Cowboy, who's chasing that 50th win. winner, would have had a lot of interest on the day. Yeah, it
1: certainly did. Uh, sometimes with these smaller races, if anything, yeah, we get to, to shine the spotlight on these uh, these better horses uh, a little bit more. And, yeah, it was a great clash. Halfway around King Clowes, he probably only had a length of a half to spare on Fabs Cowboy. So calling the race, making a couple of observations, you're sort of thinking, yeah, Fabs is is close enough here. We you know King Klaus, 12-12, sort of the, uh, the the top end of his, his distance range. Uh, and I know some comments from the camp uh, after the race suggested that he was getting pretty tired that last 50 to 75 metres. Dale really had to lift him over the line, but he was able to just cling on and, and Fabs Cowboy's run a terrific race once again. Had to be worked upon early. Tyler was stoking him up, probably from the half mile, and uh, he just kept coming, uh, as he always does. At win 50, I don't think it's too far away. Uh, of course, he was a winner four, uh, five starts ago, and, and yeah, I think uh, he'll be back in that winner circle before too long. He, he's racing just as well as ever. To, to get so close to King Klaus, who's uh, a track specialist at Bundy, uh, he absolutely loves it there, and, and we know he's won some, some good races down here in Brisbane as well. So that was a great contest, certainly created plenty of interest, and great to see a, a clash like that at Bundaberg on Saturday, and, and the crowd certainly uh, seem to enjoy the, the good horses coming to Bundaberg.
3: Yeah, no disgrace in going down there for Fab's Cowboy. Um, Steve, it's just one of those things when you're trying to hit that target mm. like the 50 wins, isn't it? They just sit there for a little while, but I, th- I think when that 50th one comes, there'll be a couple more follow-on pretty quickly for the Cowboy.
2: Mm, absolutely. I'd love to know at how many different individual tracks that horses horse has actually won at. Jared. that might be an exercise for you over the next week for us. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll have to chase it up. Forty nine. I'm, sure <laughs> I'm sure he's one of the few. Sure, he's one of the few. And uh, and yeah, jockeys as well. I'd love to know how many jockeys have been able to to salute on him as well. He's, uh, he's seen a few horse a few uh, young riders through their, their claims. So uh, now he's been a, a great story for country racing here in Queensland, and and hopefully he raises the bat for win fifty before too
2: long. A lot of female riders too have had success on him, uh, yeah, and a lot of apprentices
3: so. for for him too. A lot, a lot of the apprentices seem to enjoy the sit on him and he seems to just know what to do, uh, Steve and Jared. And, he, and he's won now, I think, in every zone in the state. And that was one of the achievements that uh, that Billy Johnson set out to achieve with him. Uh, but he, he's got a real affection for the dirt, the sand tracks, uh, Fabs Cowboy, and what a marvellous job that they've done to maintain his career right through to this point, to be sitting on that win number 50, uh, 49. But, Jared, um, you mentioned Shania Willis. Well, she wrapped up the day with Kim, Kim Afford. Now, there's a stable that is, it seems to be, we report on them on that stable regularly on um, Bushbeat. Seems to be going very well and, of course, the cutest money going off with Daunting Warrior. Yeah,
1: certainly good for Kim. He's got a, a nice little team going around in work and was able to really run out strongly the 1380 metres. He seems to get uh, the best out of uh, some of these horses over the slightly longer trips. Of course, uh, Lucy elephant comes to mind, a horse who won a Bundaberg Cup a couple of years ago. So Dawning Warren going through the grades takes out the benchmark 60, and uh, that was win uh, number seven for him at, at start 50 on Saturday. So... He's finding some good form. He wasn't beaten all that far in the, uh, the Mount Perry Cup uh, three starts ago. So I think on that uh, that sort of 1,400, 1,600 distance range, uh, of course, he got in well after Shania's claim, carrying only 55 kilos on Saturday. So I think he's certainly a horse who's going to keep being competitive in these slightly longer journeys.
3: Where are you off to next, Jarrod? Are you at Kilcoy today or not?
1: No, quiet run for me with the uh, the country circuit over uh, over Christmas time. Off to Ipswich Greyhounds this afternoon. In fact, after a couple of trials at Dooman this morning, so uh, I'll be back at Bundaberg uh, in late January. We've got our TAD meeting there on uh, I think it's uh, the last Saturday of the month. So looking forward to that. Always good to to uh, get the. the uh, sky coverage uh, on, on Bundaberg and, and show what we've got on the, the television and to the wider
2: audience as well.
3: Yeah, back to the hometown for Christmas uh, I, I expect and uh, Merry Christmas to you and uh, family members. Uh, Jared, yeah. always great to have you on uh, Bushbeat and as usual, a fantastic wrap-up of that Bundaberg meeting.
1: No, thanks very much, Rob. Merry Christmas to you and, and to all the listeners and and look forward to uh, to chatting again in the new year.
3: Thanks, Jared. Jared, Jared Wessels with us, Steve, and um, that that uh, feature of the uh, Bundaberg meeting will certainly keep tabs on uh, fabs cowboy moving forward but steve uh, when you go to the provincial circuit that we like to report on always on bush beat one name stands out ryan wiggins over that period um from december the 2nd friday at ipswich where he had one winner ryan's come up with 12 wins now, Mackay on Tuesday, career best performance, five winners. Mossiel Chief for Kerrid Smythe, one of the legs of the double for Ricky Vale with La Femme Defer, de uh, Fur. Choice, one of the um, wins there for Nick Walsh. Way back when for Craig Russell. Milo Man for Nick Walsh, so Nick had a double. Ricky Vale also a double with Ornate. Uh, what a performance there to, to keep that rolling for the week. As well on that day, Clinton Taylor and Justin Stanley took the cutest double with Bush Diamond and uh, Seductive Spur. But then he fronted up at Cairns, Ryan Wiggins, for another double. Uh, this was on the Thursday when uh, last uh, Lady Damos for Steve Messingham, one of his doubles, it was the Ryan Wiggins-Steve Messingham double, when Saturday Vibes completed that. As well, Bonnie Thompson continued in good form with a double with Lilia the Glen and um, Forgiato and Fred Whelan and Jason Taylor with uh, Yoshi Taranaga and Dreamline. But then Ryan jumped on a plane, went back and scored at Mil- Mwilembar for a win and then headed to the Gold Coast for uh, three winners there on the um, Saturday. Um, and I think he's got three rides at Kilcoy today. So absolutely marvelous performance our next guest in a moment tony mcmahon is sure to uh, elaborate a little bit more on that but just to wrap up that townsville uh, meeting up there to uh, conclude the the provincial results from the week lacey morrison race to race treble with baby guinness smart image and uh, miss seattle all with different trainers in lindy Lindsay hatch trevor and peter rowe and uh, georgie holt but the efforts also of Clinton Taylor and Justin Stanley going so well with the cutest team, uh, they had the cutest money go off with the first starter in Peggy Boom, and as you guessed, by spirit of Boom, and what a, a good run that Clinton Taylor is having with that breed, uh, breed and particularly Chinny Boom. but. Steve, uh, Ryan Wiggins, have saddle will travel. It's really uh, going well for him. And um, we welcome Tony McMahon to the show this morning. And I'm sure Tony has a little Mm. bit more detail about that performance uh, because I know he's writing some great articles on the social media sites in Rockhampton Racing. Good
2: morning to you, Tony. Oh, hi, Rob. How are you going? Yeah, it's not just... Uh, just talking about Ryan Wiggins, which you are going to elaborate on, but I, I talked about these strike rates, Tony, these people in north and central Queensland. Clint Taylor's strike rate is amazing. Of Chitty Boom, who's having a rest and being prepared for the duel in March of next year. Jared Wheelow, a tick. That Nick Walsh, who Rob mentioned. Steve Massingham. It's quite extraordinary, those guys, the way they're going.
0: It is incredible when you think of it, Steve, because you have to remember them being in North Queensland and Central Queensland. They haven't got the uh, comparable amenities to train from that they do have uh, in the bigger tracks, probably in Eagle Farm and and wherever, Gold Coast. But Callaghan Park has got some fantastic facilities, having said that, and I think it's a a, a great uh, compliment to them that you've got people like um, Clinton Tower... And uh, Jared Wheelow, rating very highly in the premiership list in Queensland. I think Jared Wheelow, um, Clinton Sale, sorry, did a story last night, is in seventh with uh, 25 winners. And not far behind is uh, Jared Wheeler on 20 winners. He's in the top 22. And they're, they're uh, in the names against some of the top trainers in Queensland. So it's a fantastic uh, thing and achievement for these young fellows. And uh, as I say, it's, uh, it's a great wrap for Callaghan Park because it hasn't got the, the, the money to spend on the uh, state-of-the-art
2: facilities some of the southern tracks have got. Tell me how it all started with the Ryan Wiggins heading up to these meetings in north and central Queensland, Tony. Well, I can tell you this hasn't got
0: out before. I can recall, I think it was in 2018, might have been 17, I think it was 18, I had a horse called uh, um, Gay of the Galaxy who I'd bought as a yearling and she was going pretty good at the time. And uh, I can't think of the jockey who had engaged me and he had come by chance that Ryan Wiggins wrote it. And I remember saying to him, he came up to deputise, I think he was deputising for Ronnie Stewart that day, I remember saying to him the enclosure, do you intend to uh, make this a regular feature? And he said, no, I don't. He said, I'm just um, helping out a mate. And since then he has just uh, you know, amassed an amazing amount of wins, and also made some fantastic connections. He, as you know, he goes about his business very quietly, quietly spoken fellow, very professional, and uh, just rides the, the tracks up here so well. He's an asset to have.
3: Yeah, that run of sequence of wins that he had, you don't you don't see it too often, do you, Tony? And the strike rate that uh, went with it, but the willingness to even go to Willembar for that one ride for. Um, Uh, I think it was Chris Waller in your article you wrote.
0: Yeah, that's right. I like to put in these articles, well, I I like to give facts. I mean, that's 1,815 kilometres away. People will say we flew. But, yeah, he's a couple of hours on a plane from Cairns. He gets back to Brisbane, goes home, jumps in his car the next day, a couple of hours drive down, a couple of hours drive back. And backs up the next day at the Gold Coast. I mean, that really takes some dedication. I've known some jockeys up here. We used to jest about it. Say, twenty years ago, they wouldn't drive across the bridge of Cal- <laughs> uh, across the bridge, uh, the Fitzroy River, just to go right track work at Calligan Park, and that's the crow flies. they are about five hundred metres away. So you've got to take your hats off to these fly-on guys. But, you know, they put in the hard yards. They might get the um, you know get the dollars, but they deserve every dollar they get.
3: And the experience the young apprentices that are riding against them in those circuits too must be uh, invaluable uh, for them. And, uh, you know, even the more experienced jockeys that are out on the country circuit have these guys to compete against. I know it might be tough some days, but they certainly learn the, uh, the trade, a few tricks of the trade, maybe that um, they hadn't come across. But I think, Tony, you might have been wanting to talk about another one of those experienced jockeys that maybe isn't in the same limelight, but had a bit of a, a tough day out at Roma on the weekend.
0: Yeah, that was Natalie Summers. Uh, She's the most resilient jockey I've uh, ever met in racing, and I've been in it for 57 years, going back as a kid. And she's a remarkable person, Natalie, as far as uh, injuries and that goes. She's fearless. She'll jump on anything. I've seen her jump on horses at track work that the boys wouldn't ride. She went out to Roma. Uh, She got um, injured. A horse apparently um, reared up and came over on top of her. Her words were its head hit my head, and my head hit the ground. Uh, she went to Rome Hospital for concussion tests and was discharged after a couple of hours. Her partner, Daryl Johnson, had to drive out from Rockhampton with her mother the next day. Her mother drove Natalie's car back, and uh, Daryl drove him, him and Natalie back, and that was a 10-hour trip. And lo and behold, I spoke to her yesterday. She said, no, I'll be fine. I'll be back on the horse by the end of the week. It's just incredible if you go through the injury she's had and, and her um, resilience and dedication to come back. You know, once again, I take my hats off to them.
3: Yeah, and, and they don't necessarily have the same number of winners as Ryan Wiggins, but they turn up and, and do the job and, um, and and know their trade. As you say, uh, a very strong lady and, and doing a great job for country racing.
0: Yeah, she is. And, and, look, so many of the women, I've got no doubt in a few years' time, I predicted years ago that the women would take over. There won't be that term. But the main jockeys riding now in the, in the male ranks are the senior jockeys. You get out of the track in about five years and see how many are around. There won't be too many. Rest assured, it's it's, uh, it's the women. And the horses, uh, they, they really run well for them. I've got no question about that whatsoever. And just another thing I just want to touch on too, and if you don't mind me saying this, yes. I, I know that you finished uh, race calling up at Longreach the other day. And haven't we got some really good talent in the, in Queensland at the young race callers ranks? When well, I'm 70, I'm coming towards my, uh, my tether. Now, But I heard a cave the other day, and I'm biased here, uh, he called the races at Gympie, and he called a, a race, which well, I had a share in the horse that won. His name is Ross Cater, and, geez, he goes well. I I replayed all these race calls that night, and I thought, gee, you're not bad at all. So there's so many of these guys like Ross Cater, and, and all they need is a break. So, you know, you know, I think along the way, great to see Mitchell Manners get the job at the Gold Coast. It's a young man's world, Rob.
2: You mentioned the females with the riders. What about a couple of female race callers coming through in the future? We've got Victoria Shaw. We often hear Victoria call the greyhounds Victoria, the lady New Zealand. But um, what about a female race caller in the future, Tony? Are there any around in country Queensland anywhere?
0: No. Look, when I was CEO uh, down at Wye a long, long time ago... I tried to get a girl down there It showed some promise to come and call a race at wyom on the Provincials, but I, I couldn't entice her to it. Victoria sure does a good job. And as a an field you'd think they'd break into, uh, Steve, I, I just can't understand it. There's female stewards and, you know, they've got the jockeys' mm-hmm. ranks and trainers' ranks pretty well uh, going. So one day it'll happen, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of passion there for the for the ladies to call the, for the races.
3: And, um, Tony, you and I haven't hung up the binoculars totally yet so uh, I'm sure you have a meeting coming up I reckon Calliope uh, will be on your calendar, is it again this year? <laughs> That's a sad tale um, I'm, going oh.
0: away to, <laughs> I'm going away to Sydney for, uh, the, for the period and I notified the club that uh, Scott Power was available but uh, they've made other arrangements I believe so, uh, so good luck to them but I am going to Gladstone on Sunday always love going down there. They're having a Christmas meeting and uh, it'll be a big one down at Gladstone. And a lot of country people coming to Rockhampton, they're already starting to get in here for the holidays. And I'd like to uh, just mention very briefly the Rockhampton Big Fun Family Day on uh, Friday. They've got that many things happening for the kids. It's quite remarkable. And for those uh, country people staying in Rocky for the holiday period, there's a race meeting on again on Friday week. That's the 23rd and they race again on the 29th. So plenty of racing in Rockhampton and racing at Gladstone next Saturday.
2: I'm going to tre- test your trivia, both of you. Ryan Wiggins we've been talking about. Now, he's only Group 1 win came May 2014 in the BTC Cup. That horse, famous Seamus for Noel Mayfield Smith. I want to know the horse that ran second that particular year.
3: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll hand over to Tony. I oh, know. I'll hand it back Rob's to Rob's
2: already mentioned the horse's name, I think, this morning. So he is a sire.
3: Oh, Spirit of bird. Yes.
2: Yes, uh, Rob. I mean, you gave us me the... a hint. Thanks, oh, Steve. You get the chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> you get the chocolates.
3: I'm always, I'm always waiting for that curveball, Steve, that question yeah, that <laughs> me out good on. That I, I
0: started scratching my head as soon
3: as he said it. Uh, I'm glad the memory's still working. Great to have you on again, Tony. Uh, as always, you have all the information coming out of that Rockhampton area. And we'll uh, have you back on uh, Bushbeat next week with uh, Gladstone Report. Looking forward to
0: it. All the very best, yep. Steve, and all the very best,
3: Rob. Thank you. And uh, Steve, talking about those meetings coming up, of course, Kilcoy, we mentioned today, the TAB meeting, and as Tony said, the TAB meeting at Rockhampton, as well as the TAB meeting at uh, Mackay on Saturday and Toowoomba. But the non-TAB meeting's coming up uh, on the weekend up there at Atherton. that'll That'll be their last meeting, I think, for the year. Chinchilla Cup Day. Well, there is a cup meeting still left. It comes at Chinchilla. And, of course, the S Burn It to the Beach series, the last leg for 2022. And that, of course, resumes a gimpy in March where um, Tony mentioned Ross Cater uh, calling there that last leg for 2022 at Esk. And, of course, Gladstone. And don't be surprised. You might find Fabs Cowboy in those nominations. I think he loves that um, track as well. So that, that wraps up another Bush Beat uh, this week, Steve. And... Uh if you have any great stories or any information, any facts and figures you'd like us to know, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. And, of course, uh, if you missed the program this morning, it'll go up on the Regional Cast Facebook page uh, later on today, and you can tune in and uh, and hear the uh, the progress of young jockeys like Landon Sykes uh, that's performing at Kilcoy Race 1. Steve mentioned he's on a, a good chance coming up. so. Great to be back on this week, Steve. We'll look forward to next week. Uh, Good morning to you. Good morning to listeners.